Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger Football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Maddie, how are we doing today? We are we are good, reminiscing about the good old days. We have a, a guy that I came in with, was my roommate, old Shorehands, the weatherman, the OGOD. You have a lot of nicknames, bro. Owen Daniels. <laughs> Oh man, that's a, that's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, man, that's that's true. I actually do a lot of nicknames. There's really one that's stuck though. Just the OD is stuck. You know, <laughs> my favorite. I always it's appreciated Weatherman. I always appreciated Weatherman because seeing you on the news doing the weather the couple of times you did that that was <laughs> one of my favorite. Like, that was appointment television for me in school. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't think I've ever been more nervous in my life than doing weather reports in Madison or, or any of the cities I did them in um, when I was in the NFL. And that's like totally out of my element. And um, But it was uh, it was a unique uh, challenge and experience. So um, I'm glad you tuned in <laughs> for my amateur. <laughs> it was awesome, man. It was absolutely awesome. Unique. I mean, unique. I know? loved seeing you on TV as a weatherman like i thought it was the coolest thing that could possibly happen that was what that was uh that was actually so the whole weather program was a big reason why i ended up at wisconsin is that oh. you know they have fantastic uh atmospheric and oceanic science school there and professor professor john martin was the head of the school there at the time and um uh, head, head of the department and um uh you know, it was, it was great to learn under him, and it was a big reason why I made that decision. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of Big Ten schools, some more local schools like Northwestern back in the Chicago area, which I'm glad I did not go there. Um, if I could go back and do it all again, I'd go right back to Madison. Um, but yeah, it was a big role. It was, it was like um, I don't know if I just like that for a lot of guys, but for me, it was uh, it was part of the of the decision making process. No, I, th- I think that's, you know, for a lot of guys, I'm sure like football is a big reason for me. It was yeah. football, you know, coming from the East coast. The only team we had in New York was like Syracuse and Rutgers and they both were down in the dumps. So, yeah. you know, when the big 10 came knocking, my dad's like, dude, this is the place for you though. You'll be a fullback. You'll be able to, you know, run and be physical. Yeah. So it was the best choice. As most of you guys already know, we are presented to you by betonline.ag and we're better than ever. 
a new web interface for the rest of NBA season, and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. A young OD, Naperville's finest. What? When did you start playing? Like, were your parents like, dude, just jump in? Like, you should be a football player. Yeah. So, man, um, growing up, um, I just remember liking all sports. I, I was lucky. I grew up in the golden age of the Chicago Bulls. Um, in the nineties there. So, but even before that, I was really into sports. I was out and I, I just remember <clears throat> just from the get go, uh, loving football. I don't know what it was about it. Um, maybe it was just, it, it was a point in my life where, uh, it was on TV in the household. And I just kind of, that's when I started getting into sports. And that was the first thing that, um, was there or that I remember being there. Um, uh, I remember asking for like a, um, a Cincinnati Bengals, like Boomer size and one of those old school, like, uh, like Huffy plastic helmets and jerseys <laughs> that I still actually have not, not plastic helmet, but, um, I got to take a picture of it. Cause I have a picture of myself, like posing, throw it, like posing, like I'm throwing a football, uh, with football in my hand, wearing that Jersey when I was like probably six or seven. And now I have my four-year-old. Have, we have this we have the same jersey the jersey that i was wearing and it he is wearing it and it fits him much too tightly than it should right now so, <laughs> so, Wait, so did you, it was the Bengals helmets or, or what it was uh, i think that's what initially drew me to the Bengals in general but the game of football my dad liked watching it um and then every chance i could get i want to go out and play catch with with pops and then um we eventually made our way to Naperville and uh, I think I was about 10 years old, third grade ish when uh, my parents let me start playing tackle football. So um, that's pretty much when you can start playing, I think maybe a year or two before that. And, uh, but I was on it right away. And were you a quarterback from the beginning? So no, when I was, when I was young, I was, I was a big kid. So, you know, how they do it when you're in like peewee football. Um, they fat shame you. What? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was always a taller kid and like heavier for my grade and so, or my age group. And so it was like, I always had to play up with the older kids. Um, so I was, I was actually my first year playing. I remember I was coincidentally, I was on uh, the Bengals and neighborville Bengals and um, I was a fullback. Wow. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, well, I played fullback. Then I played on a traveling team where I was like a defensive lineman and I was a tight end actually. Okay. And then that, that transitioned into me playing quarterback in like sixth grade running back defensive end. Um, you know, just like a, a kid who's always on the field playing, playing whatever. Right. And, um, then I started playing quarterback for real, for real in eighth grade. 
that's when I kind of made the decision. Like, all right. Um, my dad was a quarterback in high school. He walked on at the university of Illinois for like a year, I think. Um, but I remember seeing pictures of him around the house, like old high school pictures. Like I want to be like my dad. So, um, want to have the ball in my hands and, um, kind of be in control and felt like that was a, uh, a good role for me as like a leadership role playing quarterback. So, um, I jumped right in it and, uh, it lasted for a little while. Um, you know, <laughs> but dude, a little while as you shine super bright though, like you guys won what, first off, explain to me what, what six a, is there more than that? So now there is, yeah, yeah. So now there's like eight, there's eight classes in Illinois. Um, but you were the top class at time. It was six A. It was six A. Okay. Uh, I'm just for everyone listening. Od was a six A state champion in football. Six A junior. Well, yeah, 1999, um, Illinois six uh, A state champs, 14 0. Um, I was the quarterback. We had a really good running back. We had a really good offensive line. Um, like. 275 across the board, but basically we had some big boys. Now our running back <clears throat> little white dude ran for, had like 54 touchdowns in 14 games. <laughs> <It's> insane. <laughs> That's insane. I, Those are what exaggerate. we call Matt Bernstein numbers. Yeah. hundred percent. And it, it was like, Oh, if Bernie would have been on our team. Oh my gosh. We probably would have been the number one ranked team in the country. We were number five. We, the USA Today had us at number five that year. Damn, dude, that yeah. is baller. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then we were supposed to repeat um, my senior year because that was my junior year. And uh, I ended up tearing my ACL uh, third game of the season my senior year. So that was a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but it was actually crazy. Like, that story – so I hurt my knee on a Friday night. Did I mean, I knew I hurt my knee, but I didn't know what was wrong with it. I kept playing. The trainer's like, yeah, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, trainers, man. Um, they're doing their best. Um, so, But the <laughs> crazy thing about it was the next day, I had my official visit up in Wisconsin. And so I'm up there and... Uh, Man, I forget. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, Coach White was like trying to get me to run out, like down the ramp with the team. <laughs> I was like, "Man, I'm sore. I'm sore <laughs> last night, man. I can't, man. I can't do this. I'm just gonna chill." Um, and little did I know, I, I had no idea. I hadn't got an MRI or anything. I was like, you know, we were driving up early the next morning to get to Madison, and um, uh, I ended up committing. Uh, in Coach Alvarez's office uh, that Sunday. I was super excited about it. and Because um, I really, you know, I visited a bunch of schools and a bunch of Big Ten schools and uh, went out to Colorado and, and out West, checked some places out, and just nothing was really jumping out at me. And when I had taken an unofficial during the summer, I was like, man, this is the first place I'm going to go on my official visit. And then once I, you know, saw some, uh, yeah, I had the game day experience and, um, it was just uh, a no brainer for me. So, um, yeah. So, but then I was like a couple of days later, I found out, got an MRI and like, yeah, this is where ACL is supposed to be. I'm like, what do you mean? It's where it's supposed to be. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> but you know, 
um, yeah, as classy of a school as Wisconsin is, they, they honored the scholarship. And as a matter of fact, like it was like a week or two later, Wisconsin was playing Northwestern and Northwestern had been heavy on the recruiting. And, uh, I was really interested in their, their coaching staff and Evanston's a pretty, pretty cool place, but I mean, nothing compared to Madison, obviously, and, and everything it has to offer. Once I, once I stepped foot in Madison, I was like, all right, like <laughs> this, this is just, this is in a whole nother league. Um, they kept on calling, like they played an overtime game against Northwestern in 2000 at, in Madison, and uh, the the Wildcats ended up winning, like in, in OT, and like right after the game, I'm getting calls from Northwestern. Like, you sure? You sure you want? To- <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? Get out of here! Um, that's that's this even emphasize it even like reinforces my decision. You guys calling me up right now? So um, yeah, I was, yeah, I felt very fortunate to to be able to to go to Wisconsin and. Uh, that they, you know, still aren't that scholarship for me. But I mean, that's pretty amazing because it's not typical of, I'm not saying Wisconsin, but of other places, you you get hurt. A lot of areas are either cut or they're just like, oh, we can't honor this because this wasn't part of the deal. So listen, I'm thrilled. I'm sure everyone from Wisconsin's thrilled that they honored it. And I'm sure Barry's pretty pumped that, you know, he he kept you around. Man, I'm sure glad they did. And, uh, um, yeah, I don't know how, how a lot of other schools do it. Um, you know, it's, that's no guarantee to come back from that injury. You know, I think it's, it's a, there's a pretty high success rate, but there's no, there's no guarantees. Right. Um, especially with like, you know, hometown surgeons or, you know, you don't get, you know, you don't have the surgeon that the university necessarily wants you to have it with, you know, how that stuff can kind of go. So, um, yeah, I was uh, I was really grateful to to still be able to have a chance to go up there and improve myself and uh, just more motivation to to get myself ready, um, get the rehab and um, it was it was a non issue once I got on campus. So appreciate old uh, old Barry Alvarez for that one. So so you you show up. It's July of the summer of what two thousand one. Yeah, and you're in the region. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, who was your roommate at the region pre us even being members of the university team? So that summer I was roommates with, uh, John Gillen. Okay. And Brett Bell. Cause we're all from the same area. Right. All kind of, um, I think we kind of all linked up at the spring game a little bit. And then Brett and I actually played against each other. Uh, our, our high school started the same conference. So, and he actually had the same injury too. He had tore his ACL earlier that uh, his senior season in football. So we kind of bonded over that and uh, we're, you know, worked through our, our rehabs together a little bit. And so, um, yeah, that was, uh, that, <laughs> that was just a wild experience in general, just being up there to work out and like almost it being official, and working, you know, working with the team a little bit, but still being like super intimidated by the older people that were there and just uh, try not to step on any toes and just uh, just kind of find my place in line there, you know? Yeah, I, believe me, I know. I showed up on a Tuesday when we had to go into the stadiums and do this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was like, man, I, I'm like the biggest loser on this team. 
But they're like, I can't even do this. This is impossible. Oh, so dude. I, I, I always tell people, if you want to uh, ever have like a 100% guarantee of great weather, just plan something in the summer in Madison at two p. or 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's beautiful. It will not rain at all. Even if there's a chance rain that day, it ain't raining. For at Even least if it a- says 100% <laughs> rain right that second, it's not going to be raining. Yeah, not, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I love it. One time, five years there on, on a stadium day, not once. <laughs> Dude, I love that you said that. And even when it rained like an hour before, and we're like, "Oh, it's going to be wet up there." They yeah. had dudes up there with the towels, towering uh, off the. Was, I, even when it's dry, I think about that. Like, I can't believe there weren't more people getting hurt. Like, going up was one thing, but going down was was the, <laughs> the sketchy part. Because Man. people sprinted down to take a break. Yeah, 100%. And, were, and those were yeah. big steps, too. <laughs> legs are tired. Legs are jello. Oh, my gosh. Dude. So so when you get there, like, I mean, I have funny thought, like, uh, memories of us as, like, a group in this place. It's like you put 18, like, you put, like, what, 10, 15, 18-year-olds in a building that only all our responsibility was to work out for, like, two hours a day. We had nothing else to do. And I just remember like no door was ever locked. Like we would uh, just hang out all day, listen to the yin yang twins. I remember the same thing, man. <laughs> I just remember hanging out with uh, uh, Tez and Sparky and Rob Brooks, man. And they're, you know, like learning me up about like Project Pat and, uh, 504 boys and shit like that. Like, oh my yeah. gosh. I don't, I don't. This is cool. I like this. I like this. Dude, yeah, the 504 yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doors were never locked. Doors were never locked. There was and no that, one else in the region either, though. Like there was nobody no, there but us. I don't yeah. remember anyone yet. Um, if there are other people in there, I'm we're sorry. Yeah. We're... <laughs> there was also no computers, no so like I had nothing of value. Yeah, it's true, 100 percent I didn't even have a credit card. Like, I think I had a debit card. Yeah, a duffel bag full of clothes. And um, yeah, I definitely didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until like my second year in college, which I think I was one of the last guys to get a cell phone, which honestly was kind of cool because I still have people's numbers memorized. (laughs) I still have, uh, uh, I still have Jason Palermo's cell phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Dude, that's Uh, awesome. Three nine six four seven zero. We would break it down like um, numbers of guys in the team. So it was like it was like Sparky, Eric Bickerstaff. That's how <laughs> I do everything. Matt Lawrence, <laughs> Isaac Ballou. <laughs> Funny that you say that because that's the only way that I can remember pretty much any number outside of like my pin number. It's just P- dudes jersey numbers. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> Wait, OD, I have a story that just popped into my head. You and me are, we're at the towers. We're freshmen. We'll mm-hmm. go back because we have a lot of funny things you and I did together. Didn't my dad take us to get scooters? And like, we were negotiating, like buying two at the same time and like what they yeah. would do. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. We're almost late for the first meeting of the year. 
Because we're out there at, at um, Englehart getting our scooters. Yeah, it's like Fish Hatchery Road in the uh, Beltway. We're trying to get back and like it's rush hour. And I swear we got in that meeting room like 30 seconds before we're about to pay a big price. So big. But, but also, shout out Papa Bernstein for helping us out. Yeah. I, I thought that was so funny. But also, we really never rode a scooter before. And my dad's like, here, guys, here are the keys. Okay. So, and uh, good luck. <laughs> he just got on a scooter and went. No helmet. Yeah, dude. I don't, we, I don't know. We must have, we must have at some point, like, tried out one of the older guys once during the summer. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but the good thing is those, uh, those things didn't have too much giddy up on it. That would just like wouldn't flap underneath us, man. But that was probably, I mean, I was probably just more terrified that I was going to be late for that meeting than it was, am I safe on this thing, this scooter for the first time, man? Oh my gosh. And, and as you say, being late for anything, um, I don't think I was late for anything because of the price you paid was worse than, like if someone hit me on my scooter and I broke my leg, I would have been still yelled at, but I would have been better off having that happen. Like you had to like get really hurt to miss a meeting. Holy cow. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, the, uh, just the, just straight sheer paranoia that you live with as the athlete when you have to get up for morning lifts or if you're taking a nap during the day, like multiple alarms set, like, probably aren't going to get any sleep as it is because I'm too worried about being late. Yeah, man, you just can't, especially young, as a young guy, you can't be late. You can't be late. That's, that rings true in the league too. It's like, yeah, you, you have phys- physical punishment in college for sure. You know, you see guys, when you the guys were like, <clears throat> and even at a certain point, it was like, if you weren't like 20 minutes early from the lift, that was pretty close to being late, which was pretty messed up. So, yeah, you, I, I just never wanted to know what that was like, like what kind of workouts I had to do on the treadmill or any of that stuff. So I do think I was late, uh, like, in the summer or missed a lift in the summer in the morning going to my senior year, uh, going into our senior year. And I just slept through it or something and just caught up in the afternoon group. So, JD was cool about that with me the one time. <laughs> yeah, as you know, the, the, but it's amazing because you were already Here's doing so well. Right. Yeah. Four years of never missing one. You missed one. And JD was okay with the one time because, yeah. you, you know, I, I think once you, you, you like garner JD's respect, then he, you could not saying you could do that all the time. You could do it one time. I feel like there yeah. was one and that was one and done. It was summertime. It wasn't like it was like an in-season deal or, um, or a spring ball thing, you know, um, like middle of summer, June, uh, like right in the heart of, of summer school, you know, uh, but I still was like scared walking in his office, man. Like, Hey, Hey man, I'm, I'm sorry. Like long night studying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're, you're all right. Dude, that's all you wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. All you wanted to hear, you didn't, because it, because if you were ever late, you had JD was all over you. Then you had your your position coach would yell at you. 
And then yeah. if, if Alvarez was even around, you knew he was going to yell at you. It's amazing. How did that go up so high? It went all the way to the top. Like if you were late to a lift, it's amazing. Scary. You're going to hear from everybody like, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you were late. <laughs> the trainers. Like, who is the the trainers like, what are you doing? Why are you late? <laughs> oh man. A lot of people relying on you. I get it. Um, I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt P. I, we're, we're talking nothing about football at all, but this is, this this is, is like, the good stuff, dude, man. I, this is the good stuff. This is what I'm here for. You know, I think, OD, you and I, like, yeah, you but, and I really got close at camp when we went to camp. Seminary? I feel like we spent at the seminary, um, we spent like every second together out, like outside of meeting rooms because you were with the Qs and I was with the, the running backs. But I feel like we spent so much time together. Then we were roommates, which was hilarious because we we were with Isaac Ballou and Matt Lawrence on the other side, and they didn't have a TV. So they just sat in our room all the time <laughs> yeah. and watched TV. It's like we'd be yeah. sleeping at like 7, 30, 8 o'clock sometimes because we had to wake up at 5 o'clock to go to lift. Isaac would just be in there watching till like midnight. <laughs> we we're like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> Got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Isaac, you're a gray shirt, man. What the hell, dude? Like. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gray shirted. Right. And I'm like, man, you can't be in here at two o'clock in the morning watching TV. Yeah, man. Some of my, like, like I, I will, some memories are burned into my mind from that, from that room. And, um, the, the, I just, uh, one of, one of the memories was, uh, watching the Oregon game. We had like a little watch party in our room. It was a, it was uh, a later game. Uh, I don't know if it was the night game out West, but it was in Madison and um, it was a hell of a game. You know, we ended up taking an L, but um, that was, that was pretty cool. I'll never forget watching that with the, with the guys and little mini party in there. I mean, we put as many people in that room as we could fit. Yeah. Capacity <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But we were getting yelled at too. We got yelled at a bunch, but uh, I remember, um, OD, you were Stocko's um, guide. That's not right. Tour guide for when he came. And I just remember, like, taking a shy, young John Stocko who never said a word to, like, the bars. Stock, man. Uh, well, you know, we call that the... Uh, the uh, like his host the for host. his official visit? Uh, yeah, we're host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have done it alone, you know? We needed... We- it was a, it was a team effort. So, um, that was always like my, my official visit was nerve wracking. I was like, I wasn't, uh, I didn't drink in high school. And, um, and so I, that was just a little bit, uh, I, I was a little, it was a little bit awkward for me, um, when I was coming in, but so I could understand, I never really tried to like make guys too uncomfortable in those situations. Cause you want, you want a guy to like, see what's available and not make them feel like they have to participate. They don't feel comfortable at the time. But, um, so I think we did a decent job with stock. (laughs) (laughs) You might be the only guy that I got when I hosted to come and he wasn't my guy. He was yours. I don't (laughs) think anyone ever came, um, when I hosted them. Sorry, well, I don't. I feel bad. Like, okay. stop giving me this. Kid, the kids like it's between Wisconsin and Georgetown. I'm like, dude, I'm not the guy. Like, don't that guy doesn't want me. He wants like Chris Presley, who's like a genius. 
Don't look at it. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I can't, who was the rec- uh, the recruiting guy? I can't remember. Was it Sims? That's Sims? Sound. Yeah, Jeremy Sims. Sims. Jeremy Sims. He'd like, burn, this guy had the best time of his life with you. And then would rec- would um, verbally commit the next day somewhere else. Wow. <laughs> like, Guess what? I cannot. I will not survive there. <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, man, there's a there's a wide receiver who ended up going to Oklahoma State. Um, Black Blackman, Justin uh, Blackman, Justin Blackman. He was like, he had a visit uh, in Madison, and that was like his response. He's like, nope. <laughs> 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 oh, I will not survive. <laughs> I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> Hey, it's not for everybody, you know? It's not, I mean, Madison is not for everyone. Okay, so let's bring it back. So you, we come in, we were actually talking with um, Garrett Groshek. He started off on the scout team where you and I started off, sadly. Um, and he was the quarterback too. So I was like, wait, I looked at OD every day as as like the QB. So so we, we were scouting. Dude, what happened after that for you? I mean, I have thoughts in my mind, but like you lived it. So your scout team what happened like what clicked and then we'll get into like the switch so i want to hear your thoughts on like how they switch you to tight end yeah i don't know i mean i, I was actually like i don't know why i think the last week or um i was thinking about i was just kind of reflecting on you know, like my mind wanders at night sometimes i don't know like how, how did my mind get to this place thinking about uh like scout team <laughs> or like taking a quarterback test on Fridays, um, my true freshman year. And I was like, did I even know, was I even getting taught anything? Like, I don't, I don't really remember, um, like game plan meetings necessarily. I remember going to scout team meetings to like watch what the other offense did. And I remember running the scout team plays (laughs) and then I had to go in with Brooks and Sorge and, uh, Shabert and, um, Scott Willie, and we'd be like taking these tests, Devin Hollins. We were like taking these hard ass quarterback tests. And I'm just like, I don't know what, what, I don't know the answers to these questions. I can't even name five plays in the playbook right now. So, um, yeah, man, I just, uh, I think the whole scout team thing, looking back, this is, you know, as a scholarship athlete or, a, you know, anyone who's playing anybody really, right. Who's, who's going to play football in college probably hasn't done any scout team stuff in high school or, you know, most of them haven't. And so that role is a whole different role. It's a, it's a, it's, it's different because you know, you're not playing, which is different in itself, which is kind of hard to accept at times. And then um, trying to accept that role and kind of find a way to get better within throwing it to the guy that circled like, okay, <laughs> like, but don't throw an interception, but throw it to the guy that circled like, all right, all right, sure. Um, but I just, I, you know, I got some good memories from scout team. Um, some funny memories. Uh, just, just coach Palermo would say um, he always had some, some, some great one-liners him and Hughes, man, they always had some great one-liners. Uh, the, the, the line coaches are probably, the, the probably the best wordsmiths 
on a, on a coaching staff, <laughs> at least a college football coaching staff. Holy cow. They put words together in a sentence that I've never even knew to go together. And it just made the most sense. and was, and it really stung. It really, it really stung. Like hits you where it, where it hits you where it hurts, man. Um, I, but I think my, my, <laughs> uh, when I'm sorry to laugh so hard because you're so right and it's so funny. Like Palermo, Palermo would MF you the whole week. You can't read a card, you dummy, like all that. Yeah. And, and you, I never got upset about it. I just, I actually thought it was kind of funny. We'd joke about it afterwards. We'd go up to each other and be like, how dumb are you? You can't read a card. And then we'd just go to his house and hang out with him. And he'd be like, hey, Burn, what's up? How are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what? I'm scared of you, dude. And you're just like, I'm just Am your I, son's yeah. friend. Are you cool with me being in your house? <laughs> but, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> you know, you know why they call them dummy cards? Because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, you're, a, you're a dummy. That's what I, I dude. Palermo would be like, you hit the line, hit the end. Like, how hard is this for you? And I'm yeah. like, it's I don't know. You they lined up in a different because we ran a different front, and I'm like. And I'm, the dummy card says it's a four three, and this is a. They had five guys on the line. I'm like, who? What's just the, the end? And and you couldn't ask him questions because then you just got mf'd even harder. Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of went with whatever. They're getting pissed because they're because they're running the scout team and they're not. Yeah. <laughs> their guys aren't doing the right stuff. Get get them to do the right thing. Oh man, that's kind of what I deal with in high school football now that I'm coaching. Like, so I get that. I get a little bit. I get it a little bit now. Um, but I, my memory of scout team uh, was, uh, could have been, might have been one of the biggest mistakes I ever made <laughs> my freshman year. I was playing quarterback. We're like doing a red zone drill or something like that. And I <laughs> rolled out to the left and decided to run. And like our All-American cornerback, Mike Eccles, was standing on the goal line. And I, oh, he's gonna try to, he's gonna try to tackle me. And so you trucked him. And yeah, I tried. You trucked Mike Eccles, dude. You know how fired up we got. Oh yeah, I do. And then I was like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> they were, dude. That was it. They they came at us that whole day, pissed. They were pissed. Sorry guys. Um, but he was gonna. I, I was gonna get got. You know. Yeah. He, I didn't. Get, I didn't. Dude. Oh my god, that this is the best. I, Mike Eccles did not expect that for one second. No, he didn't. He didn't. And didn't. I think I, I think uh, I think I think I saw him a few years back when we were at a game together back in seventeen or eighteen, and uh, <laughs> we that was brought up, and I was like, yeah. I swear that wasn't my plan. I had to do it. Dude, I love that. All right, so. So then, okay. So then, you're, now you're thrust into playing because I remember, um, was it Brooks and Swords? But then, like those guys were getting interchanging, getting hurt. You were yeah. third string. We we throw. Which game were you thrown into start? Nah, I never started. So it was the Iowa game. Like you, you had to go in. Yeah. Uh, I was I was third string going into the uh, the, the Iowa game uh, in Iowa City, right? Um, Brooks got KO'd early in the game. And then I'll just stand, I'll stand around watching. Now I'm, I'm second line to go. And then then Sorge gets banged up late in the game, and they decided to put me in there. And actually, things went pretty well at first. I I completed a pass to Jo and um uh complete a couple of passes, and then 
um, had a nice run, quarterback draw or scramble, whatever, and then I ended up throwing a pick. So that was the end of my first experience. First game. So now I go to the next week, a home game against Illinois. Uh, I, Brooks is out from his concussion. So I'm, I'm the backup. And I thought I had a pretty good week of practice. was kind of getting a little more comfortable. Um, and at least in the Iowa game, that first time, like there was a, there was an injury timeout or a chase possession or something. And I got to at least like warm up. It was a sunny day. You know, I got, I got to get like loose again. Cause it was the fourth quarter. I've been sitting around not doing anything all game doing dummy, doing dummy signals. <laughs> um, so then, yeah. So now I come to the Illinois game and, um, we were, we were, we were kind of, we were down a couple of scores uh, late in the game and fourth quarter again, Brooks had, or sorry, uh, Sorge actually, we had actually had a, a little bit of a drive going. He completed a pass down the field and he got hit when he threw it, hit his arm that he had, that he had hurt the week before. And it was a cold day. All right. <laughs> this is, this is my defense right here. It was a cold day. It was the fourth quarter. You know, I probably hadn't thrown a pass. Maybe I threw a couple at halftime, but I was like, oh, Sorge is good. He's, he's playing. Like, um, there was no TV timeout. There was no timeout to get the, the backup in the game ready. Warm, let them warm up a little bit. Maybe let them hand the ball off one time. No. During the play clock, they send me in the game. There's no, like – all right, you're going to go in, like, you know, type of situation. Swords like, runs off holding his arm, and we're trying to hurry up, so they run me on. I remember the play call is Hank, and to try to throw it to Pichotti and threw a pick. And then <laughs> went to try to make the first play, pick. Try to go make the tackle, missed, and uh, I think he gained, like, 20 yards after that. So, um that was the end of quarterback for, for me. <laughs> that was the last time I ever went under center. Um, I never once handed the ball off, um, which would have been, you know, maybe as a further backup quarterback, let him get comfortable and let him hand the ball off once or twice. Nah, nah let's, let this kid throw it. Uh, he's been stiff and standing around in the cold all day. Um, so, um, I don't know if this – I don't know who holds the record. I I might. If there's anyone that's got a worse rating than me that I'd like to know. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I qualify maybe necessarily because I don't have – like I don't have 10 – I had six pass attempts. So I was two of six. But really I was four of six because <laughs> two went to the other team. Um, and it was like a neck I, – I, I legitimately thought – I must have just been thinking like uh, NFL QBRs because the the floor, the bottom zero is as low as you can go in the NFL. But apparently, you can go negative <laughs> negative in college, I'm like <laughs> twenty four point something QBR uh, career quarterback rating um, minus twenty point seven. No, minus twenty point seven. There we go. There we go. Thank you. Now you can find everything on Google. <laughs> As best as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, for a good reason. I mean, it worked out way better than probably being a quarterback and being stuck yeah. in that position. I don't think I would have 
um, you know, that was a dream of mine. I think that was, you know, a childhood dream to, to be the next, to be a college quarterback and to play college, to play quarterback in the NFL and to be the next Wisconsin quarterback behind Brooks and Sorge. And, um, but you know, uh, football is, football is an interesting sport that kind of, um, you got to find a way, you know, if you want it, if you really, you know, love it or need it in your life, you find it, find a, a, uh, a way to kind of evolve with it or change it or whatever you want to do. So, uh, I was, I was really fortunate that, uh, you know, the coaching staff came to me after that, after that regular season and was like, Hey, we want to use you in the bowl game as the secret weapon at, at, at tight end. Cause you know, our tight ends are really good blockers. They're super solid and they could catch the ball. They just weren't necessarily like vertical threats down the field. Um, not, not big time speed guys. Um, so this was going to be a total surprise for Colorado. And so um, I remember having a blast doing it such a fun time doing it in bull practice and uh i was killing the guy i was i was like running past jimmy i was having so much fun um and making plays and then uh then i blew out my knee again this was a bad this one was bad so i you know like i was i was playing and practicing with the first team offense because they were going to use me in the game. And then they had me scrimmage with the like first year and second year guys who didn't play a lot that year. So um, ACL, MCL, lateral meniscus uh, in that bowl practice in that uh, young guy scrimmage. And that, that I, I don't really, I didn't realize how bad the injury was. I think until I got to the NFL, and realized that that injury hurt my uh, like draft status, and it's inevitably what uh, forced me to retire. Um, really? Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any injury that I had in the league, I was able to rehab and come back from. But that was that injury. It was really like the lateral meniscus. I'm bone on bone um, there, and so I'm just really fortunate to have had Coach Kubiak and. Um, around in the league and on other teams for, to get signed by other teams. Cause I was, I was failing physicals left and right. Um, after the Texans released me. So yeah, just for at Wisconsin to have that opportunity to like, Hey, like we kind of see a different direction for you going forward here. Um, they're like, Hey, you, you can, um, like I said before, like Wisconsin, super classy organs, you know, uh, institution, uh, super classy program, you know, they <clears throat> were very honest with me. They were like, Hey, you know, we understand if you want to play quarterback and that's okay. Um, but here's the deal. If you want to play quarterback, you're going to start down at the bottom of the totem pole and you got to work your way all the way back up. And they're like, and we're willing to help you transfer if that's what you want to do. Um, and the whole transfer thing just never really sat well with me because I had already built so many great friendships there in those two years, like literally lifelong bonds with guys, yourself obviously included in that. And um, then I'm like, man, I can't just 
I can't leave that. This is, this is, this is too great of a place and there's too great of people here. And then plus on top of that, they're like, Hey, we want to get you on the field. Like we, we think you could be an asset. We think you really help us win games at this other position. So, um, and we think you could play at the next level at this other position. So like, I trust you guys. I've trusted you guys from the start. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to waver on that and just went along with it and put, put in the effort. I got, so when I got to the school, they're like, Hey, you need to lose some weight. Uh, you're a little bit too big right now for a quarterback. So you got to lose like 10, 15 pounds. So I got down to like 210, feeling real lean, real, real, real smooth. And, but still like, you know how it is in the way you get, you, you get strong as hell in there. And then they're like, hey, actually, by the way, we're going to need you to put on about 25 to 30 pounds over the next two, three years here. So, um, I don't know. It was, uh, it was a challenge, but it was a fun experience for me. And, you know, I just appreciate that opportunity to, to get a chance to play. Not everyone gets a chance in another position, you know, uh, when things don't go well, one spot. Well, I would say that I think you were a trailblazer though, in that, in that area, because you were moved. I don't remember any tight ends that could move like you block, but also run routes and catch the football. You know, we had big guys, like you mentioned, we had Bashodi, who was a blocker, um, uh, Posiak was a blocker, but he could run some routes, but he was a slower guy. He wasn't like the OD, like hybrid. You're like a dude, you're like a hybrid, you're like a rescue wedge. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, so that- do you, do you think you, tra- do you think you were the trailblazer for like this specific position? You were and- kind of the, like the, the original H back in the offense. Yeah. You know what? I think, uh, I was, I was fortunate to have, um, just like coach, you know, coach Alvarez's vision of that, you know, they, they, they saw that even the, even the year my uh, registered freshman year where I was back at quarterback, they had me on special teams. So they, I think they had seen some of that athleticism. Um, and you know, they're like, okay, can he, can he run routes? Can he catch the ball? All right. Okay. We, we saw that he could do that in bowl practice. And now it's like, okay, is he going to be willing to put his hand in the dirt and block guys? Right. So I, I always looked at myself, you know, as, as we kind of referred to earlier as a physical football player in general, right. Um, you know, running over guys and scout teams. So I wasn't, I was never afraid of contact, uh, even as a quarterback. Um, it was just, learning the technique and getting used to those fundamentals. It was all totally different than dropping back with the ball in your hand and looking down the field. It, now that being said, all that quarterback preparation, as far as um, how to read defenses or what to look at pre-snap and post-snap, all that really, really helped as far as learning the offense and seeing defenses and adjusting routes um, uh, and all the, the things that go into that as a tight end. So um now, all that being said, I don't think necessarily think <laughs> that they uh, – <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I think I was a little bit of a project at first. Um, they tried to uh, do the old Iowa stand-up tight end thing with me. And first of all, I was, I was, uh, I was a little light to be blocking the guys they're trying to have me block, especially that first year. Um, and then they had me standing straight up as coach white would say like a pop tart he's like you can't play straight up like a pop tart 
<laughs> All right. Well, you got me standing here on the line of scrimmage like a pop tart. Like <laughs> now I gotta go down to go block somebody. You can like at least I put my hand on the ground, I'll put myself in position to be successful. So uh I think that was just a little bit of um uh, reminiscing from <laughs> Coach Alvarez's old days. And but did you were the mold? Like they you created this mold, they didn't know what to do, and then by the end. Like you were basically uh, uh, probably like our, one of our best threats. We, we had to figure it out. I mean, we, uh, man, we had so many weapons when it got to our senior year there with B will and J O and uh, Calhoun. I mean, it was, we had guys everywhere. When people talk about like best tight ends at Wisconsin, I never really consider myself to be in that category because I don't know, looking back at the stats, I just wasn't like a big, you know, I didn't have that type of stat line, like, uh, like Garrett Graham had, or like Jake Ferguson has, or like Travis Beckham had, or <clears throat> probably other guys. Like I just didn't, uh, I don't know what it was. If it was, um, getting nicked up with ankle injuries or just, we had other, so many other guys that could make plays outside of myself, um, that we can spread the ball around everywhere and, and be, be a pretty, um, pretty balanced team. Um, so, um, I'm always like, I'm not sure I belong in that category as far as the college, uh, version of myself, but, um, um, cause I don't think I ever had more than like 28 catches in a season, which is honestly not that many. Um, they're playing 12, 13 games a year. So, um, but I, I am definitely proud of what I did there. And, um, if, if I was like the, uh, the original H back or, um, cause I know that I know they converted Travis from linebacker to tight end. Um, and, um, so, and others have been, uh, others have followed. So it's, uh, hopefully, you know, <laughs> it's something to look at and some, you know, uh, someone that can show recruits or show a guy like, Hey, uh, you ever heard a guy named Owen Daniels? Like, yeah, he used to be a quarterback. And then we asked him to play tight end and then he played 10 years in the NFL. Um, so, uh, dude, dude, then he just played 10 he, years. He might've won the super bowl. Yeah. He went out <laughs> he on top. That. Yeah. But, uh, I was very fortunate to be on a great team that my last year to go out that way. Dude, OD, and I didn't even intro you as a super bowl 50 champ. Dude, that's pretty cool that I actually um, – I did a signing recently. I got to sign my name out Super Bowl 50 champ, which is – get to add that to the bottom of it. Uh, Dude, you might be in the Hall of Fame one day at Wisconsin. You know what? Oh, at Wisconsin? Ooh, I'm just happy to be in my high school Hall of Fame, man. <laughs> <laughs> you might be in the Hall of Fame of the NFL. What do you – Matt, we were looking up before. Yeah. Top, top 25 of all so, time? So, yeah, top 25 in every major receiving category uh, of, all, of tight ends of all time. You know, I think, uh, especially like yards per yards per reception, you were like 13th too, like I, w w which was really, uh, impressive to me uh, amongst other things. I mean, you had what 6,000 something yards in the league. I want to say, um, yeah. I, I, I had it up in front of me, 5,661, but you know, let's talk about your, your, your time in the league a little bit. I know we're running short here a, a little bit on time. What was your, first of all, what was your draft prep like? What was, what was that experience like for you? And then going to the Texans, uh, you know, did you know that, you know, you were going to have, you know, the success you did, you know, had it when you headed into that position? Yeah. So draft prep, right. So that, um, 
uh, I think our class of guys was one of the first, I think we had the most guys go uh, leave Madison to prep for the draft that year. Typically guys would stay in Madison and train with um, JD and the uh, staff and get ready for the draft and uh, get ready for the combine, things like that. Um, We had a bunch of guys decide to do our own thing that year. And it was no like disrespect to the staff at Wisconsin or anything like that. It was just, um, okay, I need to maybe get away from the city and kind of almost get like locked down for eight weeks to get ready for this big time job interview. So, um, burn, I went out to Fairlawn, New Jersey, um, to train at Parisi speed school. Yeah. I know it very well. Any idea where that is. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was there, whatever, however long it was six weeks and, uh, grinded out through like a crazy snowstorm, two workouts a day. So, um, and then the whole combine experience was crazy. Um, it was a blur, an absolute blur. Um, just remember long days, early mornings, long days. Um, and then the whole draft, the whole draft day experience or draft weekends experience, uh, it was back when it was, uh, it was just Saturday, Sunday. And, um, you know, I was projected, um, so that knee injury was like a red flag, I think, for a lot of teams. So I was projected third round to fifth round. Um, and at that time, it was Saturday. It was the first three rounds. And so I had some people at the house and family and friends, and it got later on in the day, third round, and the, 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 the picks kept going off the board. And then Chicago had a pick, and I think they traded the pick. They had like 70, picks number 70-something, and they ended up trading it. And I was like, all right, well, I had talked to them and you get kind of going through the teams you had interviews with and um, talking to your agent and, um, and it kind of gets quieter and quieter in the house. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Hey, you know, like we still got tomorrow. Um, and that was actually ended up being really, really cool because you know how it goes later on in the day and as the rounds go along, you know, they start out the day, you know, they got the camera on the podium and the guy's saying the guy's name um, and a flash on the bottom of the screen. And then at some point they just get the highlights of guys and then there's flashing names that pop up, draft picks come in, you know, they don't, they don't show the guy actually announcing the player's name. Um, so it was Sunday morning, getting ready to go. Uh, phone rings, right. Uh, Coach Kubiak. He's like, how you doing? He's like, you been in any trouble? <laughs> like, no, coach. <laughs> they ain't been arrested or anything, have you? Like, no, coach. I'm all right. I'm good. He's like, you feeling good? You healthy? Uh, he's like, you, want, you ready to be a Houston Texan? I was like, oh, all right, let's do this. And uh, I remember having a, a meeting with them at the combine. Uh, with with uh, they had a joint meeting with the Broncos just because of their relationship uh, in the past and. That was Coach Kubiak's first year in Houston, 2006. That was his first year as a head coach. And um, and so uh, I'm on the line with them, and they're passing the phone along. And, and, and my, my, the cell phone, my, I'm getting – someone else is calling me. And I'm looking at the number. It's like 504. Uh, I don't know this number. Uh, I, don't, I didn't know area codes there very well back then. And um, Actually, I should have I known uh 504 boys park yeah <laughs> i should have known i should have like what what is this 
And so obviously I couldn't answer. I was on the team that was drafting me. And uh, so I ended up with that phone call. He's like, all right. He's like, we're going to take you with this first, first pick. We're going to take you with the first pick of the fourth round. It was the first pick of the day. Right. And uh, so I, I don't, that call finished up a few minutes later, phone rings again. It's that 504 number. And it was Sean Payton. What's, <laughs> what's up, Owen? How you doing? Uh, actually, so uh, Sean Payton and I went to the same high school. Um, as a matter of fact, Naperville Central, yeah, Naperville Central High School, and uh, so he's like, "Hey, man, has anyone called you up today? We're re- we're ready to take we're ready to take you." Uh, they had the second pick. They had the ninth. So at the time, it was the Texans had the ninety eighth pick, and the, the Saints had the ninety ninth pick. And I'm like, actually, yeah, <laughs> uh, Houston just called. They said they're going to take me with this ninety eighth pick. He's like, oh, he's like, he was disappointed. He's like, well, um. If something happens, we'll be right there behind, right behind uh, them to take you. Uh, if it, if it doesn't uh, work out for them, I'm like all right, sounds good, coach. You know, sorry to bring you that news, but uh, <laughs> good luck. You know, <laughs> good luck if I don't talk to you. And uh, so it was cool. I got to see the guy. I forget who it was. Go up to the podium and and uh, announce my name. So I got to hear and see my. Uh, name get called and actually get drafted on, on national television, which was an awesome experience. And then, um, so all the, all the, uh, commotion excitement kind of settled down and like, all right, what are, what are the saints going to do with this pick? And they end up trading the pick, which was, um, kind of, kind of also pretty cool right behind it. Like, okay, if we can't have this guy, then we're gonna, we're going to get some value for this pick that we had. So, um, and they end up going to the Super Bowl that year. Uh, or going to the NFC Championship game. Oh, they went to the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl uh, a few years later. But um, yeah, that was draft day, man, and that was uh, that was the beginning of my time in Houston. Od, what's yep. it like playing with Peyton Manning? It was crazy. So yeah, playing with Peyton was wild because I was a quarterback growing up, right? And I remembered where I wore Peyton Manning's college jersey to school, and I don't know how old I was like eighth grade, maybe freshman high school. I was wearing Peyton Manning's 16 Tennessee Jersey to school on like Fridays and then to go and I got to meet him at a pro bowl. And so that was surreal. And then to be in the huddle with him and, and like helping him learn. Cause he was like such an unselfish player. He's the best dude. Like he is the best. Um, and to, to, to take a, step back and learn coach Kubiak's offense in his last year playing was like, uh, was, un- was really unheard of for a, for a guy of his stature and, and his success to do that. Um, but that was like the plan they had going forward and just to be in the huddle, kind of talking him through things and working with him during practice, after practice, pre-practice, man. Um, I just feel so, so lucky, very grateful to play with that guy. And we still, uh, we still keep in touch. I was at his uh, hall of fame. Uh, I got invited to his hall of fame enshrinement, which is, which is very, very cool. Uh, especially the only having, having spent one year, even though that was, a, it was a pretty special year that we spent together. Um, I caught his last two touchdown passes. Um, I don't know where the second to last one is. Some kid in Denver has it. I spiked that thing and went in the stands about five rows. <laughs> And I kept, I kept the last, I kept the last one for a while. I gave, I gave it to his, the rightful owner. Um, 
at, at uh, which is Peyton, obviously at his uh, hall of fame enshrinement. So I uh, had my time with the ball and uh, now it's, now it's home where it should be. So playing with him was, was uh, a dream come true. That's amazing. Unbelievable. I mean, catching touchdown passes from Peyton Manning. I mean, 10 years in the league, dude. And you came into Wisconsin as a QB on the scout team. That's crazy, man. I know. Um, I mean, I got one chance to play in the championship game and um, it was against the Patriots. And I feel like there's a, uh, there's, there's a a book about Bill Belichick and the Patriot way. And uh, he talks about me in the book a little bit and kind of like when it's like, I got to have the situations. They're going to look to me. Um, not necessarily all game, but like in a crucial situation, that's what they're going to look to. And man, they had, they had, we had schemed up some good red zone plays that week and got an opportunity with some one-on-one, uh, coverages against a linebacker and paid made some great throws. And, um, I was able to run some, some nice routes and finish the plays off. And, uh, I mean, just really like couldn't have written it better, uh, you know, couldn't have ended my career better. Um, Would you have three it, touchdowns in that game? I had two. I had two. two. It, was, it was only two we scored, though. So um, we needed those. We needed those. And I thought that <laughs> I thought the Super Bowl might end up uh, similar because I got the very first play of the game thrown to me, like 18-yard catch to start off the game. Like, oh, sh- all right, this might, be a, this might be a fun one right here. I didn't get a target the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me tell you, uh, got a ring out of it and it was uh, unbelievable. I, well, you know, watching you play and watching you play, not only with, uh, with Denver, but with, with all the teams you play with, I loved watching, man. I just, I was like, that's my guy, man. And he's, and you were out there doing it like, and really well. And I just couldn't, I always felt so lucky to have had the experiences with you. Like we spent 35, 40 minutes of this, not even talking about football and that's like what I love about you and about some other friendships. You know, I, I used to go see Jimmy Leonard when he was playing with the Jets. Like it yeah. just meant so much to to know that like these dudes that we came in with were playing and doing well. And it was so exciting to be part of the, like your growth. Absolutely. I, 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 I felt that. And I think Jimmy probably felt that too. Like we felt that support. We felt that love from all of the, all Wisconsin faithful and all of our old teammates. And cause we, you know, we all went through it together. Right. We're like, I feel like we're all kind of, we're all connected. We're all kind of the reason, like we all push each other. We all are kind of the reason we all got to where we are. Right. And so, um, you know, playing here in Houston and going up to go play in Lambeau in 2008 and like three below temperatures, um, just feeling the love from all the Wisconsin faithful up there, even though I was on the wrong, the wrong team, uh, who ended up winning that game, by the way. Um, it's just, uh, it's a, that's a special place, uh, up in Wisconsin and the state in general, um, the specific, specifically Madison, just all the people that come through there. It's, uh, it's tight knit and everyone, everyone's definitely connected along the line somewhere. You feel that, you know, you feel that. And so I think it's good to reflect on that stuff. So that's why I love, I love having these conversations and uh, love looking back on those times and, and remembering this. It's, 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 it's easy to get caught up nowadays. It's like life, <laughs> you know, uh, fatherhood, you know, um, uh, 
trying to be a, a great leader for your family and then trying to find something else to do out, you know, beyond football. It's, uh, but to look back on those things and to have people that you can always connect with and just kind of fall back into the, um, that same rhythm with, um, is, uh, is something that I don't think you can get everywhere. You know, I completely agree with you. And I think that's like the Wisconsin way. It's, it's just that special, you know, it touches your heartstrings, like every single where you, you know, like, if you spent four years in Madison, that's probably one of your favorite places to ever be. hundred percent. And in Camp Randall, if you're on the field, I mean, Odie, watching the beauty of jump around from the uh, field, like standing in the end zone close to it is. Yeah. People, it's it unbelievable. Every time it gives me chills. I only get chills on one side. <laughs> <laughs> I only get chills on my right side. Cause uh, I got, cause I got, <laughs> I took a hit in 2012 and that hasn't been the same since. So, <laughs> but I get chills even watching back home. <laughs> Dude, you're going to make me cry. Oh that's my God. Amazing. That's so, that, that's so funny. All right, Matt, ask, ask your, oh yeah. I got one question for you that, uh, what do you listen to right before a game? Oh man. Um, before games, um, 504 boys, clearly. Dude, I'll say a three six mafia final four boys, hundred percent. Just going back, going back to the old uh, uh, the old Regent playlist. Um, I, yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely listen to some rap, and I'll definitely listen to some house music. Uh, whatever was kind of the um, the song of the month at the time. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm gonna give you a couple more rapid fire questions. Uh, favorite yeah. favorite. Favorite route to run? Oh, I love running a choice route. Choice route. I can go in or out. It's a man beater. Um, and I feel like I could win on that all day long. Physical, biggest physical freak you played with at Madison and then in the NFL? Oh, um, probably Erasmus James um, in Madison. Um that was not fun trying to block him. And then, ooh, in the NFL, ooh, uh, it could name a whole bunch of people. I had a teammate named Mario Williams, who was pretty hard to block. Uh, I also had a teammate named Demarcus Ware, who uh, launched me damn near into the goalpost uh, when I was playing him when he was on the Cowboys. So uh, those guys for sure. And don't forget about Von Miller. Well, Von Miller, yeah, he's he's a little bit he he'll he'll lift up a hundred, you know, three hundred and thirty pound man with one arm. Um uh but I didn't have to face him so much. He was tried to beat me with quickness. Demarcus just tried to take me off my feet. Hard, <laughs> hardest hit you ever took. Oh, the hardest hit I ever took. Um whoa, okay. So it was either my rookie year, Keith Bullock hit me. My shoulder, right shoulder has never been the same since. Um I used to be able to throw a football 65 yards, no problem. And I could probably throw like 30, 35 now. <laughs> um, and I, then my my uh, final season, um, Reggie Nelson uh, lit me up on Monday Night Football. And um, uh, so, yeah, those two hits right there, I'll, I'll never forget. All right. And, uh, and finally, uh, the cat. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. They didn't hit me in the head, so I didn't. They didn't hit my knees or my head, so a big respect to those guys for that. And then finally, what, do you have like one catch that you're like, "Holy, I can't believe I made that catch." 
Um, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I do. Uh, it was in the AFC championship game. <laughs> <laughs> it was the AFC championship game. I was wide ass open and uh, kind of just, uh, um, kind of just like a stutter and go in the middle of the field and uh, beat my defender. Except the ball legitimately was thrown right in the sun. And I knew that if we called this play going the way that we were going, which was in the first quarter, that that would be an issue. And I was legitimately scared. Like, I really, really hope that like we're going the other way. Cause I know we're going to call this play early. We get down the red zone and sure enough, I'm running and I couldn't see the ball and I'm no one wide open. And it's the AFC championship. Everyone's watching. And I just told myself, just keep, just keep looking and just keep running. Just keep running. You stop running. If you, if you watch that play, you see like a still picture. It's like barely, I'm a, I double caught it. It's like barely, I almost like try to catch it too quick. Um, and then I re I recaught it. So, uh, I cannot believe that I concentrated that much to be able to catch that ball. Yeah. That, that's the weatherman and then old sure hands coming in to play together. We, <laughs> I was prepared. I was prepared. For <laughs> I was ready. Well, OD, I mean, dude, this was fantastic. I mean, just to catch up was so special. Um, I, all those memories are seared into my brain. The 504 boys, I think they only have one song. It, I, I'm not sure if they have a different, I never listened to any other song besides that one song over and over and over the time that you and I tried chewing tobacco together, another special time. Oh, um, I, didn't, I didn't get to ask your favorite Matt Bernstein memory. Oh boy. That you can oh. share on the show. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Um, this is, and it's football. It's all football related. So, so, you know, Bernie, the Hebrew hammer, um, he's kind of like, he's kind of like Marshawn Lynch. Like he's going, he's going to get his more than he gets got. Right. So more time he, but, but sometimes he's going to get got right. And, and so like, I remember, uh, someone, someone caught burn one day at practice He's like, well, yeah, win some, lose a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) You win some, you lose a bunch. I've been saying it since high school. Oh, my gosh. I'll never forget that. That might have been Alex Lewis because that dude caught me a lot. Hey, that's that's a guy. Hey, no shame getting caught by that guy. (laughs) No, that that I was okay with. Run up against him in the league a couple times. So (laughs) You lose some, you win a bunch, and – you can't bat a thousand. Another can't bat a thousand. Can't bat a thousand. Oh man, OD, thank you so much. Um, I <laughs> wish we had five more hours to connect, but yeah, sorry about we'll, Tuesday. We'll have to figure out a time to get to a game and uh, yeah, and, yeah, and do it up like we did that <laughs> last time. What's Absolutely. up? Are you going to Vegas? I'm not going to Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to. And like, hey, do you guys want to golf out there? And like, because I got great golf, actually. Um, and I want to go to that stadium. That stadium looks awesome. <clears throat> uh, but it's going to be crazy out there. Nice. I got One day with you, I'll go, to a, I'll go to a bowl game. I've been drinking almost three years, so uh, it's going to be a tough. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> yeah. For my mental health sake, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think you'll be all right. You'll be yeah. all right. Um, right. OD, dude, it's very special, man. Thank you. 
Thank you Absolutely. so much. Yeah, this, this is fantastic. And uh, until next time, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.